0: My name is Diana, and this is The Family Finance Show, the podcast to help you manage your family's finances better. Every week, we share an episode on topics relating to increasing your family's income and managing expenses, controlling your debt, and investing for the future. This is the 53rd episode of The Family Finance Show. We have published one episode a week for the last year. I started this podcast because I wanted to help families make better financial decisions. And I hope that the show has helped you make at least one good financial decision in the past year. We will be taking a break from recording and publishing, but we have a library of 53 episodes to catch up on. In this episode... One of my favorite moments in the show is when I ask my guest what one piece of financial advice they would like to pass on to their children. Here is their collective wisdom from the last 18 shows. The question that I ask my guests is, um, what is the one piece of financial advice that they would like to um, pass on to their children?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And yes, indeed, there is, a, there is a mini ghost who's coming up for seven <laughs> months old. So luckily he has uh, he has easier problems in this world at the moment than worrying about his money. <laughs> I think the financial advice I'll give him one day and which I generally just give to people as well, financial tip is is more than anything else, just know where your money is coming from and where it's going. I think far too few people are on top of that. They just don't understand where they are spending their money. And if you don't know where you're spending your money, then how can you possibly work out how much of it you should be investing in and what you should be doing with it? You're just flying without any data whatsoever. So... I always say to people, just do the best household budget that you possibly can and at least get your head around how much you are earning, which is usually the easy part, and where you are spending it, which is usually much harder. There are clever apps that let you do this. It uses your credit card statements, it categorizes the transactions for you. And then you can actually form a proper view on how much you are really able to invest. And from there, I would then also just say, read as much as you can. That's probably the best advice, financial and otherwise, is just read everything it's it's too easy to rather shy away from topics that you don't necessarily understand and that for me was the um the reason why i started the finance ghost is because i wanted to take complicated financial concepts and actually explain them in a in an easy way that people can understand and actually learn something from and then take more control of their money so that that for me would be the advice have a budget know how much you're spending and with what you have left read as widely as you can to identify the best possible opportunities for that money
0: I know I just mentioned already, you know, start saving, because I do believe that that is something that we should all do. I don't think we do it as much as we can. Wherever it's humanly possible, it's a great thing. Um, perhaps spend less than what you earn. It's never bad advice. You're able to do that. Make the right investments, you know. Um, so I mean, I've been in this business for a long time, and I periodically, every quarter, still sit with my own budget. Because we sometimes forget what those things look like. So it's always important to take a little bit of introspection, look at your budget, see exactly. And I know I'm uh, probably not objective when I say this, but if I could say property is the single greatest investment you'll ever make. Um, I wish if I could go back to 20 years, I would have probably bought more property when I was younger. Um, I would have taken a plunge and actually entered the market perhaps a little bit earlier than I did. So yeah, I look for the right investments.
2: Oh goodness! Um, I, I say to them, everything is earned, including money. You know, you've um, you you you've you've you've, you've got to work for your money. You've got to work hard for your money. You've got to work smart for your money. If you put in the effort, um, it 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 will it will it will show itself. Uh, but it everything starts with with working. You got you got to earn it. No one is going to give you uh, a free ride. So be prepared to work for anything that uh, that you want. If you if you're prepared to to put in the effort, you know, and to be smart in in going on about it, then you certainly you certainly can can make uh, can make money.
3: Sure. If if I think back to myself when I let's say when I started earning an income, um, is the the importance of time in the market? I mean. The younger you start, um, the better. The cost of delaying starting to save or investing, I mean, it is absolutely scary. And you can earn more money and your money will obviously increase um, as throughout your career, obviously. But the one thing that you cannot make up is time. So, so use the time that you have wisely and start saving um, as as soon as possible. And um, it, I'm obviously not saying that if if your years have gone on already, that it's too late for you to start saving. But even where you are, if you haven't started saving yet, um, yesterday was the best time to start saving. So for my kids, I'll definitely try to instill as far as possible um, a a, a culture of firstly um, spending less money than you earn and then saving as much as you can.
2: Um, if there's one thing that I've realized is almost the key to everything else, it's if you can just spend less than you earn, if you can just get a gap between what you earn and what you spend, everything else sort of starts falling into place because um, with that uh, little bit of extra money, you start looking at what to do with it. So maybe you want to start saving. You can build up an emergency uh, fund. You can use it to pay off debt. um, And when all of that's sorted, then you you might start looking to invest and, and growing your wealth. But without that, um, that uh, wealth gap, as some people call it, uh, between your income and your expenses, if you don't have that, you know, you're either going backwards or you're staying in the same place. You're not making any progress.
4: Well, even though I'm not having my own children,
5: <laughs> um,
4: <laughs> I, do, I do have a piece of financial advice that I really like, share with, with anyone that asks me like, generally what I think. Um, and that is knowledge is something we can all get. But our minds need to be ready so that we can actually take that knowledge into action plans and then ultimately results and that really for me speaks to just continuously learning and be willing to discover new things um especially when you come to like when you come to the finance space you realize that there's so many things that you just genuinely just do not know about and you still need to learn and you'll never reach a point where you Totally understand how you're supposed to be investing in the best way to to invest, but you can keep learning as you go along. So that's that's really my my piece of advice is to just keep learning about about finance, keep like applying it to your own life and adapting it as you go along. That's that's really the only way that you're actually going to be able to ultimately build wealth.
1: Um, I would say right now, uh, diversify. That's I think tied to that is diversify your income streams and then invest early and let compound interest work. Mm-hmm. That's the key. That's how wealth is created: is investing. When your mother tells you at sixteen to invest three hundred rand a month, do it and then leave that money there because you'll be thirty-three before you know it, and that three hundred rand a month will be hundred thousand rand. That I wish I'd done that. Everybody told me to. I thought I was smarter, and now I regret it. But yeah, those are the two. Diversify and invest early.
6: Whew. I've got a lot, have got a lot. One of them is to do go the entrepreneurial route. Go do the thing that you really love. And it'll, it'll, it'll pay off in the end. But financially, um, start where you are. Um, if 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 you are getting, my daughter just started a first very uh, long term each job, um, and she she got a what she was offered was more than what I got in a full time job after qualifying. And I said to her, um, it starts off with that. So where you are at, start with what you have. You earned a thousand rand, for example, put a put hundred rands away in a savings. Put a hundred rands away towards the things you really would love to do and then put some money away for for a rainy day. So it's three savings for you, for yourself. One just as a savings, one for a rainy day because they serve two separate purposes and one for the things that you really love because then it puts that thing of, oh, okay, you know, say I can save because I still have 700 drains to do whatever I want to do with it. But start with where you are. A lot, of, a lot of South Africans at the moment feel like savings is beyond them, but it starts with what you... If you can save 250, you can save 250. And also being very clear on needs and wants. Start where you are and be clear on what is a need and what is a want. Um, I think, yeah, that's a bulk that's a bulk, one point, so it's two points in one. <laughs> sorry
2: you know the 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 very first thing you mentioned in in opening our conversation you you mentioned um, compound interest um. I was explaining compound, well, I was trying to explain compound interest. I'm, I'm not like a, a finance guru. I'm an ex-English teacher of, of all things. But I um, was explaining compound interest to my 10 year old son. And his eyes really popped out of his head. Um, and so that was a really interesting one. I think advice to to kids is to is to start, you know, um, both my sons, who are ten and seven, have invested in in um, the properties that we have on the platform. They've both invested in um, some shares on the Easy Equities platform, and it's um, investing things that you know. Um, you know, we went onto the Easy Equities platform, and they had a look around, and they um, recognized brands that they knew, and putting ten rand here and twenty rand there. Um, I think they've got an, um, a total investment in the easy properties stuff of about a hundred rand i think it's about 20 rand a property but they actually get a real thrill out of it you know we we drive around and we've um, driven past the black brick building in Santon and they know that they're shareholders in those properties um and it's really cool i mean for the first time um, my eldest son when he lost his last tooth um he asked Yeah, obviously the the tooth mass left um whatever it was, 20 Rand under his bed for his tooth. And he asked me to take that 20 Rand and deposit it into his easy equities account because he wanted to buy shares with it. So, and which was really cool. So uh, I think the advice to kids is to have fun and just to start.
5: You know, there's so much to, to share. um, And when I think about the youth and when I think about financial literacy, um, but ultimately, you are the CEO of your finances. You have to take responsibility and realize that every decision you make helps to bring you closer to your financial goals or further away from your goals. So the sooner you start, the sooner you can start putting your money and your employees to work. So for me, the important thing is you you need to take ownership of your finances and you need to start to build a relationship with your finances. Um, and that process takes time. It's almost like, you know, you're courting uh, an individual. You know, it takes time, you know, it takes <laughs> finesse. It takes some effort, you know, it takes some emotion. And you need to apply that to your money, you know, because money reciprocates. So when you show money love, money will show you love. And when you abuse money, money will leave you. It'll leave you in debt. You won't have enough in your account. So that's, that's, that's the piece of advice I'd love to give um, to people.
7: You know, I think oh, my children are still at school. They're not working yet. So I think I would love to to instill the right habits in them. I mean, I'm trying right now to instill savings habits for them. Um, I would love to instill financial habits that when they do start working and earning an income, that they understand the risks and they take out the right cover. So. Exactly when we started the conversation when you said you have disability cover always, not death, not, not life cover, not, not protection in the event of death, because not everybody needs that. If you have debt or you have dependence, you need life cover. Disability cover, the minute you start earning an income, you need disability cover. So, And to get into the right habits as soon as possible always makes it easier to then stay in those habits. Um, That's the one thing I think is important, and the other thing I think is really important to make sure that you understand what you have, understand the benefits that you have, so that if something happens, it doesn't come as a shock that you haven't got enough or you don't have the right type of cover. Um, Understand what you have and understand what risks are covered and what risks are not covered, and make sure that what you have is good value for money, that the the cost of the cover you have is affordable, it fits into your budget. and you, and you buy something that's worthwhile and valuable to you as an individual? Um, so I, yeah, I've, I've written financial literacy books for children and I've put information in there that I, I want my children to have. And um, one of those things is, is what we spoke about earlier is, is, is budgeting. Um, it's key that that knowledge or the lack of knowledge can make or break you in terms of your finances so um, plan for your money through a budget Um, start saving as early as possible understand the difference between saving and investing and when to do either of those
8: um i think for for me is just understanding the importance of starting early with your investments. I mean, we've all heard that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Um, so said Warren Buffett, I quote him all the time. And um, mm-hmm. I think that's very, that's very, very important. So if there's one thing that I would teach my child is the moment you earn an income, please make sure that a good portion of that goes to your investments. Um, you might say that a 19 month old is still young to to do this, but now he's, so I've got a, a piggy bank at home or it's like a tin actually. And now what he does, I taught him how to put money in there. So the moment he sees a coin, he runs to where it is and puts the money in there. So at least we're starting to get into the habit of saving, although he doesn't know exactly what he's doing. But I'm hoping that at some stage he'll understand. Um, And then I can teach him what to do with those savings. And it's I
9: suppose it is financial. translates into financial advice but it doesn't sound like financial advice in the in the in the first instance which is it's about consumerism you know it's our extraordinarily materialistic society that is driving the crises that we face across the globe and it's quite difficult when you have young children um as i'm sure many of your listeners know to resist the constant demands for stuff. you know, and most of the stuff they want is plastic or, you know, is sourced from some dreadful dreadful place. And that constant demand for stuff turns into teenagers and young adults and then middle-aged people who always have to have the latest iPhone and the latest iPad and the newest Kindle and the best sports watch. And, you know, we have to understand that we cannot maintain those levels of consumption and expect expect our children to inherit a livable planet. So if my kids can grow up understanding that the best thing, not only for them financially, but for the planet too, is to be able to restrain themselves from that impulse we've all been taught to have, to want new stuff all the time, um, I'll consider myself to have done well.
0: Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to stay on the journey to improving your family's financial well-being.